Hi, this is Danielle and Kira, and you're listening to Scrunchify, a show by mamas for mamas. Here we cover all the creative ways to make money, save money, and invest to reach financial freedom and live the life you want. Budget traveling, free hotel stays, written by Kira, read by Danielle. Over the past couple years, I have acquired 17 free hotel nights. I focused on acquiring these for my wedding and honeymoon. Acquiring free hotel nights is a travel credit card hack. Where you sign up for a credit card offering travel as part of a sign-up bonus. In order to earn the bonus, you have to spend a certain amount of dollars in the allotted time. It is important you pay the balance in full carrying no interest charges or else a bonus is no longer worth it. Different credit cards offer different hotel night incentives. Some are free nights and some you earn points to exchange for travel reservations. With any option, it's best to research your destination, hotels, and point conversions. I did this searching on the Points Guy website. He has the most up-to-date information on which credit card sign-up bonus is best for which location. They are not all equal. Free hotel accommodation can be a big budget saver. I wouldn't choose a free hotel night just because I got it for free. Sometimes free is more expensive than an Airbnb, depending on location and amenities. For example, the hotel could require valet parking, Wi-Fi services not included, the hotel is too far from the attractions, or the cost of food is more expensive than staying in Airbnb with a kitchen. On the flip side, make sure you get the biggest bang for your point conversion buck. Some hotels offer a free shuttle, laundry service, theme park tickets, free breakfast, drink vouchers, or even some kind of kitchenette. Also, if you're acquiring free hotel nights, have your partner sign up for the same deal, yielding double the free hotel nights. And when you check in, let the front desk know you have two reservations. You might be able to stay in the same hotel room without having to leave. That's what I did when staying in Paris, France. The free hotels I've stayed in were Miami Penthouse Beachfront, the city center of Paris, France, and even a budget hotel where the point exchange yielded me seven free nights in Berlin, Germany. My next plan for free hotel nights are for Hawaii and then keeping a few nights on hand for disaster events. I live in a high probability of disaster and not having to worry about evacuating and paying prime dollars for a hotel night will be comforting. This was a blog post written by Kira located at scrunchify.com slash budget dash traveling dash free dash hotel dash stays. I have also enjoyed free hotel nights and my most memorable experience has been with Marriott with their Bonvoy card. I was able to use that card to stay three nights in Kigali, Rwanda in their Marriott, which is beautiful and has amazing views of the city. And we also used it at like this kind of beachy resort in Tanzania, uh, just outside of Dar es Salaam. It was amazing. We were there for like five nights. It was right on the beach, white sand. We were like in this little bungalow. There was only like eight guests there. So eight 
kind of places you can stay. So very small, very intimate, amazing, cool food, et cetera. And we paid nothing. We only had to pay for our food. Um, so that was just like, felt like incredible. The best reward I think I've ever had from a credit card. So I've always had warm, fuzzy feelings for the Marriott card. And I plan on having my partner get it once we go back to East Africa and we may do something similar with those points. Also the IHG card has been great. I use that in Athens, Greece and in Mexico. So that's also worked out really well. And I think that hotel cards are great for credit card hacking. You get a lot of bang for your buck if you look around and see the conversions and see where you can get the best deal. Usually in other countries, you can get pretty good deals as far as how many points are required to book one night at the hotel. Also, sometimes you get like nice free beverages. I think it was with the Marriott or maybe it was IHG where you, you reach a certain status just by having the credit card and meeting the spend bonus. And that means you get like a free welcome drink every time you, you check in to a, a new stay. Also, some of the cards have award nights where if you keep the card for over a year, if you find it valuable, usually these cards do have an annual fee. So make sure you understand the rules around that. But you will get like a free night every year. And that sometimes makes up for the annual fee, especially for someone who uses hotels a lot. So it's really dependent on what type of traveler you are, what makes sense for you. I tend to stay in a lot of Airbnbs, especially with having a child with medical needs where she uh, is on a special diet and cannot really go to many restaurants. So for me, hotels now are probably not my first choice. So this really depends on what your lifestyle is like and what your needs are. But there's also many hotels that have kitchenettes and other things that could potentially make it work for even my family. So always check in and, and look at what the annual fee is, what the spending requirement is. Also something that's really important to understand is that if you have a small business, you can get a very similar card for your business as well. So, and it won't count toward like, for example, Chase has a rule where if you've opened five cards, new credit cards from any company in the last 24 months, they will not let you open a card with them. They see that as too many cards being opened. But if you have a business chase card, that's not going to count toward that five cards. So if you do have a business, that might make sense if you are going to go after some chase cards to uh, see if you can get some of those chase cards with your business. So that won't count toward uh, that five-part limit in 24 months. Are you stuck in a limiting mindset? Written by Danielle, read by Kira. When you walk into a wealthy home, does it feel foreign to you or comfortable? When you interact with wealthy people, do you feel inferior to them? Do you feel money is hard to get? These may be hints that you are locked into a limiting mindset. What is a limiting mindset? 
It is a set of beliefs that govern your day-to-day -day way of thinking that could be keeping you from making decisions which could challenge these beliefs and therefore limit your growth. Many of the beliefs we have have been passed down to us from our relatives and from the media. The poor stay poor. You will have to sacrifice your integrity to become wealthy. If money was easy to get, then everyone would be rich. These are just examples of what limiting beliefs can sound like. Here at Scrunchify, we know that our mindset is really half the battle when it comes to financial independence. We are solidly in the camp that we make life happen and that life doesn't just happen to us. This means that we believe we have agency in our lives and that our choices matter and our choices are highly influenced by our beliefs. If we can change our beliefs, we can change our behavior and therefore change what happens in our lives. We are not saying that people in poverty are in poverty because it is their fault. There are many systemic issues which cause widespread poverty, and no amount of positive thinking can change that. However, we do believe that each person has agency in their lives and can make choices that move them into the direction of financial independence. Financial independence is a mindset. To become financially independent requires that we believe that it is possible I can't tell you how many times they speak about financial independence to others only to be met with disbelief. Yet there are people literally walking around in their 20s, 30s, and 40s who are financially independent and retired. And there are still people who don't believe it is possible and or that it is only reserved for a certain subset of the population. Do you have limiting beliefs related to wealth? Let us know. I couldn't agree more with Danielle that financial independence is a mindset. It wasn't until I changed my mind that I wanted to become financially independent that my beliefs and habits around money started changing. I started to prioritize saving money. I started to prioritize educating myself on investing. I prioritize increasing my income, reducing my expenses, and changing my habits came along with it. Now, I'm not talking about positive thinking my way to rich. What I am talking about is, and what Danielle is talking about, is that we are not letting these old stories about money that we are women, that we must work harder than men to make money to save money, to become rich, that we are going to have to depend on a man so that we can be financially independent. We do not believe in that. We believe that we are in control of our situation, that if we want it, we are going to do something about it. And that's what we've done for ourselves and now for our families. One of the beliefs that I had to change was the concept of earning money. I did not realize that I was trading my time for money. And essentially that's what you're doing. You're working nine to five, 40 hours a week or more. You're trading all that time to earn a dollar. So when I would go and buy something, 
it did not dawn on me that I just worked, you know, six months to buy the new iPhone. Um, when I read that book, Your Money or Your Life, and came to that understanding that I'm trading, you know, my time for money and uh, learning and understanding that these financial independence retire early community is saying that you need to save 50% of your income, I realized, okay, I work one year, save 50% of my income. That means the next year I get to take off. I don't need to work for that because I saved 50%. So I have enough income to cover that, that year. And essentially that's what I ended up doing when I wanted to take a year off and travel. I saved that 50% of my income so that I could have a whole other year off of free time to do as I wanted to do, which was travel. So changing my belief of, you know, what is money exchange really? It's your time. Changing my habits about around money. I don't go and do retail therapy. I don't go shopping online on Amazon, you know, to see what's the newest thing. Um, I changed my habits of why I spend money to things that I value. I value healthy food. I value, um, you know, having just enough clothing that I need, having just enough furniture, having just enough things in my house, uh, items that I need. I don't want extra. I don't want all this abundance of stuff. I feel like it weighs me down and not be able to one, save for, uh, retiring early, retiring at 40, having financial stability and financial security to me is far more important than having my house filled with items. If you have enjoyed the show, please share with another scrunchy mama and hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. For show notes, resources, and links to our other video shorts, check out our website, scrunchify.com.